You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's Think, a podcast for learning, an educational-ish podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue, and with me as always, it's your co-host, your also host, your better host, Paul Vine. Paul? It's me. I'm here. Hello. This is episode 81. You talking Les Mis to Les Me? And we're talking Les Mis to one another. I've got my Thimpkin hat on. And let's get into it. All right. Do you want to... The whole the thing? What, what The whole get thing? Get into what? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, Where do you want to start? Act one. No. Pre-act. The preface. Let's start with the preface. Okay, so we're, so we're talking about Les Mis the musical, but as I understand it, long before uh, Les Mis was ever a musical, Les Mis was the longest book in the world. Um, that is up for debate at this point. I, uh, depending on what you define a book as, um, Homestuck, I think might have it. Might that's a webcomic. I don't count that. You don't count that. All yeah, right, well, Andrew Hussey's. Andrew Hussey's gonna cry himself. Is to sleep it not tonight. a web comic? It is. It is a web comic. Okay, then that's not a book. But it is, it is. not a book. Long, yeah, it's a long book. It's like, it's it's a long book. And when I was watching Les Mis, my first thought was like, oh, you know what? I should read this book. Yeah, this and seems then, like it'd be a really you look cool up book. The page count and it's <laughs> considerable. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a huge book. It's written by uh, Victor Hugo who is most famous for writing a book that I find very personally offensive, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, we, it's, please, Notre Lady. Um, we don't call them dames anymore. How about some, you know, how about just, you know, uh, 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 someone with kyphosis? The, the man with kyphosis, with severe kyphosis that lived in the clock tower. That's fine, too. Hunchback? He was friends with Rude. the gargoyles, Nick. It was fine. But he was not friends with the gargoyles. Yeah, he gets from the animated series Gargoyles. Yeah, yes. I don't remember. There's a there was a crossover. Um, so what do you know about the back beyond just the book, right? So the book Les Mis was based off of real events Mm -hmm. to some degree, right? To some degree. Here's what I know: Victor Hugo was walking down the street one day. Um, where he happened to be around uh, a sex worker who was attacked by a man by shoving, who shoved a, a snowball into her bosom, and then she attacked the man with in retaliation, of course, as you would, and um, then the man called the police, and then Victor Hugo walked up and, and said, Sting "No, no, no, showed up. Sting no, no, showed no. Up. I saw that whole thing happen, and that guy sucks." And then he was like, "I, I should write a book about this." Because what if she had a child at home? So, when did that that happened? When? Um, At some point before the book was written, the exact year, I don't know. Okay, so the lead up to Les Mis, because there's there's this idea that people have, um, which at this point I feel like most people don't have it because we've access to the internet. But everyone like is like, oh, it's during the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. It's not correct. Mm, No, so. Like, I'm like it is rough... very specifically about a group of students and um, poor people that create a barricade and they all get murdered 
and then the main guy gets saved and then just goes to go to goes to hang out at his rich parents' place, his rich grandparents' house, and then gets married. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's act three. I just there's there's only two acts. So there's only um, two acts because there's yeah there's there's only there's two acts. Two it's a musical. Jumps. There's there's multiple time jumps, but there's only two acts. I feel like a time jump has to count as an act. Is that I'm not... talking about the original musical? You go watch the original musical. They 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 will do the song one more day, mm-hmm. and then and then everybody gets to go outside and take a dump or whatever, and then you <laughs> they come get back to go in for outside and take a dump. They're really keeping yeah. it authentic to the era. Yes. Um. So French Revolution is like. 17 late 1780s to 1790s um you know that's the one we all know about with the with the guillotine uh, with robespierre the jacobins etc etc uh napoleon comes to power right mm-hmm. so french republic 19 uh 1792 uh napoleon comes to power in like 1799 and is just kind of like president of the republic i believe or or i forget exactly what role he holds but in 1804 uh it becomes the french empire and it does that for 10 years napoleon loses 1814 exiled to elba for you know a couple months he escapes comes back uh defeated in waterloo in 1815 okay right france then gets restored to a monarchy at that point until the July Revolution of 1830. Which is what this is about. No, this is 1832. No? Yeah. Okay, this so is after the July Revolution. Yeah, so this is about the uh, what they call the June Rebellion. Um, so, wait, you're... T- 18... you t- okay, so two years later, but so like, not two years later, because it was July, so a year and 11 months later. Yes, um, so July Revolution 1830 basically was when they they took the Bourbons. Uh, there's the Bourbons and the Orleans, okay. and I forget which one. The old Orleans. One was in power, the other one was not, and they were just like, "We're just going to do a little swap of Rooney." And now, and so the June Rebellion of 1832 was basically people who were upset that like. Hey, we did this big old revolution in 1830, and the, literally the only thing we got out of it was a different king. Okay. We don't want a king. Yeah. We we want you know. They, it, they want well, the people to sing. They do want the people to sing. Uh, they more so they want um, really what they kind of wanted Napoleon back. He was dead at that point, but they mm-hmm. they want Napoleon. They want back. to They're bring him back from the dead. They. Yeah. They had all it's actually, necro- they had all the necromancers from France mm-hmm. gathered together, and they, they were gathered the, they gathered the diamond that's worth at least fifty thousand uh, gold mm-hmm. gold pieces so that they could do the race dead spell. They got um, uh, Eddie Redmayne, renowned necromancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funniest thing about all this is like seeing the term Bonapartist in like mm-hmm. a sense of like literally like Bonaparte as opposed to like the modern leftism version of Bonapartist, which is referring to the same thing but the idea that like you know what the revolution just really needs like a, a, a strong guy mm-hmm. it's like what if fascism but made it what make it socialist mm-hmm. um, yeah what if you had uh, what if what if you had a uh, eddie redmayne 
I'm gonna be what honest if, with what, you. What if you had Eddie Redmayne? I watched this last night, and um, as soon as Eddie Redmayne came on screen, I fell asleep for like 30 minutes. It's, he's very boring to look at. He's, he's also really bad to look at. He looks like if SpongeBob were a person, but not in a fun <laughs> way. Not in a fun way at all. Not in a like, fun way. Should he be in SpongeBob the Musical, which is something that exists that we could talk about on a future episode that I'm just thinking now? Legally, we can't. <laughs> SpongeBob will kill us. Um, SpongeBob no, will Eddie, kill you. We're fine. The the thing about Eddie Redmayne, well, and this is the thing about musicals in general, and well, we'll get into this, but the thing about Eddie Redmayne is. You get a lot of close-ups of him singing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not. I don't good. like his face. He's no, it's a bad face. I'd like to get rid of his face. Oh, I do have a note. Uh, my other notes here on history that we can just let me let me get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. We'll skip it real, real, just real no, I quick. Love it. This is the educational part of the educational list. After the June Rebellion. You know, you've got you've got your king for uh, until eighteen forty eight, uh, and then in, in something that kind of later gets mimicked in the Russian Revolution, February Revolution, which gets rid of the king, which nineteen seventeen February Revolution that gets rid of the czar, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a uprising in June in eighteen forty eight, uh, where the uh, like basically the peasants tried to rise up. Because the Second Republic that got established after the 1848 revolution was um, extremely conservative and not actually good for like the working class people. So they tried to have their own uprising. That was failed and put down. And then Louis Napoleon, um, or Napoleon III, elected president of the Republic in December of 1848. Um, and that's all I have on the history of France. Okay, After 1848, it. they stopped no, existing. No one knows. Yeah, no one it, knows it's, it's, who knows? So, um, the movie starts with our our hero, assumedly Jean Valjean, who's Jean Valjean, <laughs> J, JVJ, who's uh, served 19 years for stealing bread for his sister's baby who was starving starving and then mm-hmm. russell crowe this was um, 1815 by the way 1815 yes which the, is the, the year that the, napoleon lost a battle of waterloo Waterloo. that's kind of the you may know it from the abba song um so jean there uh played by russell crowe who i have to say the main thing i heard about this movie at first was that russell russell crowe did a bad job i thought he was great I, I don't think he was good. I but. hate Javert, but I think he his his voice was better than I expected, and I yes, I'll give him that. It's better than I thought it would be. I I preferred his voice when he sang. It worked for me a lot better than um, Jean Valjean, uh, Hugh Jackman's voice. Are you fucking serious? It right disappointed now? me at certain points, but I think I just don't like. Like I know he's good. I know he's a song and dance man, even though he's Wolverine. But I was, there were some notes that, there were some phrases okay. that I didn't like that just, like, hit so poorly 
that right, well, I, and I know the I know the crazy thing about the movie is that they didn't pre-record. They had an earpiece where the piano was playing to them and they could hear it and they sung in the moment, which is which had never been done before is a phenomenal idea, is great. But there were some times in this movie when Hugh Jackman sang and I went, Ugh. But also, okay. I don't like sung through musicals. I think just write some dialogue and then lead into a song. If you're kind of singing all throughout it, it's it's not for me. So so what I will say to defend uh, Mr. Jackman's honor is that he did have to extend his range for this. Like, he had to work with a vocal coach to go from his natural baritone mm-hmm. up into a tenor. Um, which is hard. That's really difficult. So It's difficult. Like, especially the, the tenor stuff, like... That is probably going to be not 100%. Uh, I don't know how much, what his musical background is for this. Hugh Jackman? Yeah. He's been in a ton of musicals from my understanding. That was where he first got, you know, that's where Jackman got started. Um, in, the, in the chat, when does a musical turn into an opera? Good question. When does a musical um, turn into an opera? I feel like an opera is a, a different all, thing. It's all singing an opera. Yeah, this and is, does it? Does an opera have to be in in Latin? No, I mean it's it's a lot of them are Italian. Same. They're not necessarily in Latin. There's different. There's a different language, Nick. It's got a couple extra letters in there. Um. I think it's more just the art style, right? Like, opera has a very different thing. Yeah, but it I don't seems know. like... Uh, originally, the idea is that an opera is entirely a, a sung piece, but that has changed in modern times. And I think now it's it's largely dependent upon the, the aesthetic of it. Yeah, the style. Where it's like... Not, I feel like at feel this like, point, an opera versus a musical is something that you kind of have to feel rather than know. And probably changes feel, who shows up. And I don't think there's like as much being done in modern in the modern times with like new operas being written. It's not. It's not as um, popular. I think. So. Jean my dad knows. My dad back. likes opera. Call your dad. Let's get a lifeline. Um, so Jean Valjean looks like a dehydrated piece of shit. Um, terrible. He just looks terrible at the beginning. It's he, rem- he's... In the end, it's remarkable the range that Hugh Jackman has of looking nice and handsome and just like a, a corpse that moves. Oh, by, by the end of it? Oh, my uh, God. He, he looks, looks real rough. So bad. So He's dehydrated um, in this. He walks up to Jean Valjean. I like it. Russell Crowe's playing like uh, a like dude from Jersey version of Javert, just like a real dad rock version of Javert, which I like. And um, he's like, "Hey, you, go grab the flag." So he sends then he- Jean Valjean <laughs> to just single handedly go and pick up a giant fucking piece of wood and then drag the flag in like twenty feet. Yeah, it's. You you got a question why Valjean was like 
you know what? I could just unhook the flag, but I'm going to actually mm-hmm. just pick up the entire mast and bring it. Yeah. He's like, I'm strong. I got this. Um, Chavez and that just doesn't mean that's that's what gets him, right? That's what gets him. Um, no, it doesn't get him at all. That gets him a little bit. It, no, that's it, a choice. He gets, he gets he gets got a little bit. He gets got a little bit. I'll give you that. Um, he is a little got. And then he goes in, and the parole people are like, "Hey, you have to talk to us forever. You have to talk to us forever." And then he fucks off and then he goes and he's um do they beat the shit out of him he's like trying to get a job and they're like your haircut's bad get the fuck out of here yeah so we know you've been to jail yeah he gets he yeah cool because he has the paper right that's the whole thing is that when you go to jail the whole thing is he doesn't have the paper not well the he has the yellow paper that's that says like when you try to go to the motel six or the (laughs) holiday inn and they're like, let's see your credit score. And he shows them the, the yellow paper, and they're like, ooh, that's rough. You can't get, the get fuck no out. hotel, motel, holiday in. Yeah. Um, until he runs into uh, a bishop mm-hmm. who is played by the, I believe, the original actor who portrayed Jean Valjean on I Broadway. Think, I think it was um, I think it was the London performance. Or oh, like is the, it the London I think it one? was the, yeah. I believe that's what I read. Okay. Um, which is a nice little cameo, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice that the original Jean Valjean comes, and then... um, And then he steals from him. He's like, I, cool, thanks for giving me a place to sleep. Give me your silverware. Yeah. He's, and, then he's he, like, and then he takes off. And then he leaves, and then the police, the cops catch him, and then they bring him back. And then original Jean Valjean, a.k.a. the bishop, is like, no, I asked him to do that for me. Yeah, he was like, look, as a man of God, I have too much silverware. How much silverware do you think Jesus had? I just have too much silverware. He had 13 sets at most, and we have far more than that. And he he goes into the table, he picks up the candlesticks, and he goes, take this in remembrance of me. Hands them over. The Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's like, cool, thanks. Uh, bye. No, he 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 has like a whole moment of you know he does his little song about uh, who am I? Oh, by the way, the, it's Tom Wilkinson who was Jean Valjean in London and Broadway. So rare situation where we were both right. Wow, look at that. Look um, at that. So, so I mean, the, the the whole thing here is is Jean Valjean. Who is uh, he? What? What? He's criminal. Is he a criminal? He is a criminal, Nick. That's the whole point of the movie. He's a criminal. I know, but shit. Okay, he is a criminal. But is that such a bad thing? Right. And the the thesis is crime is cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. And it's bad to be Russell Crowe. Yeah, it sucks to be Russell Crowe. Oh my um, god. So that's when we get our movie first movie where a cop just kills themselves, and that rocked. That was very cool. That, that was scene the was lame. This is good because uh, just because of that. He's the only good cop, yeah, for sure. Um, so Jean Valjean like takes that silver, probably sells it. We don't really know. We get a time skip. Uh, we get a to time him skip. Being a factory owner and also the mayor. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot happened in those years that I would kind of just like that entire story. How we went from being big beard, no hair, to no beard, big hat. Right. Because he's a and man about town. He's got crazy collars on. and mm-hmm, then... His skeleton's made out of adamantium. Yeah, it's nuts. And then everyone, and then Anne Hathaway's there, and she's working a job at his factory where they sew buttons. They do. <laughs> they do. I, it's unclear. There's some sort of seamstress, but you yeah. also get introduced to her character. So there's a bunch of stuff that in the book, and I feel like in the original musical, there's maybe a little bit more characterization, but in this version for the 2012 movie, it's just like. There's Anne Hathaway. Oh, she's getting sexually harassed. All right, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Um, Here's the thing. In the musical, I don't think there's more to that. From what I've read, everyone hated this musical when it first came out. And they're yeah, like, this was... is just like bouge- like decadent Victorian bullshit. And then mm-hmm. later, we were like, actually, we like that, though. Yeah, people were... People... Uh, well, you gotta imagine, it was the 80s, and this is a pretty like left-wing... I you know, at least no because it was 1980. Like it came out in 1980 in like London, and I don't know. I I don't the era of Reagan and Thatcher. I know, but I don't even think it's a political thing. I think kind of aesthetically too, it was not what was going on at that time. Yeah, there wasn't enough Yamaha DX7. I get it. They wanted (laughs) they wanted some more gated snare. Well, and that's another thing I've heard is that like other versions of Les Mis. Did you only watch the movie version, or did you watch other versions? I, I wanted to watch the stage version from like a year or two ago, but I didn't get enough time. Yeah, it's it's relatively recent. I mean, the yeah. book is obviously like 1860 years old. Yeah, um, or more. He uh, finished in 1861 uh, at the Battlefield of Waterloo. And I think that's why people originally didn't like Les Mis is that it positioned itself as something that was like older than it was. And then, because yeah. uh, the musicals around that time were way, I think, smaller in scope or like weirder. Les Mis is very self-important. It is in a way that I feel like but late seventies musical. But I feel like late seventies musicals weren't really doing that, and I think that's why, as we got into the eighties, it made more sense, especially as kind of a artistic reaction against like Reagan and Thatcher. I think that kind of bolstered it as being more important than it was. I don't know. Maybe something like Hamilton um, could be a comparison to Les Mis and how its political nature kind of bolstered its success, despite maybe the music being uh, not great. There's one song I like in this. Oh, I have... um, I have three, four songs written down that I I liked, and then I also stopped writing down at some point. But that's also out of like thirty-two or forty songs. Four is not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so the yeah the most popular musicals of the well these are all movies. I'd have to see stage rock musicals. But I think yeah I think rock musicals were a big thing in the seventies. And then when this came out, um, yeah, because Tommy had come out in nineteen seventy-nine, uh, and Tommy was big. okay. Um. Yeah, ain't misbe. I don't know a lot of these, but I feel like it was kind of aesthetically different than what was going on. Um, I could see how that was forgotten. Now. Who did the? Um, we oh. should note this because this feels like important stuff. But who did the like music and the? Um, 
Well, it was originally in French lyrics. Well, I know that. But so I don't know the work of anyone else. I assumed it was like Andrew Lloyd Webber or uh, Frank Lloyd nah. Wright. Elaine, know, those guys, you know. Uh, Elaine Ubli, Ubli, Ubliel, and Jean Marc Natel. It's Boublier. Oh, it's Michael Boublier. Um, <laughs> and Herbert Kretzmer. Uh, yes. and, and Claude Michel Schoenberg did Which, the music. And I'll give it that maybe um, maybe it works better in uh, French because Possibly. there's just some god awful lines in this. I, I liked it. I liked it. I like musicals. Um, there, you Jesus can definitely. Christ Superstar is actually 1970, so it's a decade after that. Ow. Um. I mean, there's definitely parts where you can tell that, like, this doesn't really flow super well. Um, I mean, overall, I think it's fine. Um, it's fine. You know, I don't like sung through musicals. And I yeah, like a musical that builds up dialogue. This is going to be a rough it, semester for you, then, my guy. <laughs> no, it's not. No, what? There are plenty of musicals that just have dialogue, and then they sing. Then there's the musical part. I like that. I love that. Once you build dialogue to a point where then it erupts into a song, that's my favorite part of musicals. When someone's just kind of singing to themselves, then it turns into a whole music number. Amazing. But when it's just kind of like, I have something very serious to say, and then it drops off, hey, that it, Okay, that, that one is that hard. Sucks. It is rough. Oh my god. There were so many times when Hugh Jackman is just like, but I must start a conversation and they're like no you won't <laughs> i hate that that doesn't need to be a song just give me some realistic my, dialogue my favorite song. my favorite line in this musical is like i i forget exactly the first line but it is i believe jean valjean it might be like the very first song where jean valjean's like i'm jean valjean and I'm Javert. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I hate that it's, shit. It fucking rules. It rules. Oh my nah, god, that's you good. Would like that. That's fucking Batman versus Superman. The musical right there is well, great. I think mm-hmm. more people should have to sing their name. Like we should start doing that in this podcast when we introduce ourselves. No, it's just like no, I will quit. I will quit this podcast. I was. I would, have to. If if I had more time, I would have worked up a whole version of uh, Can You Hear the People Sing. Or do you hear the people sing? But it's I do like you hear the people song. think? I like that song enough. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's just get through the plot. Um, because, yeah, it's a time jump, and then he's older. He owns a factory. Javert shows up. Um, uh, it, it's the meme. It's the meme of Russell Crowe looking through the window, yeah. which I never realized was from Les Mis for some reason. Like, in my head, even though I've seen Master and Commander, and I know <laughs> it's not from Master and Commander, I'm just like, oh, he's wearing the hat. It's Master and Commander. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a boat captain. He does look like a boat captain. Um, so <laughs> he, he saves an old man who got hit with a cart. Well, so Anne Hathaway gets kick, gets fired because, yes. because everyone else there is like, she's... She's a prost. She's a prostitute. She's not though. She's gonna be trouble. She's gonna be trouble. Everyone just decides to hate Anne Hathaway. Which well, I the reason. So the reason I am they, not a fan of Anne Hathaway, but I do like her in this movie. The the reason. Musical. Yeah, the reason they don't like Anne Hathaway is because the like foreman at the factory 
likes Anne Hathaway and like is trying to like have sex with her and she keeps turning him down so he takes it out on everybody else so they're all mad when really it's like the solution here is you fucking unionize what are you talking like <laughs> you don't fucking like get them to fire the victim of sexual harassment yeah. that's that's the opposite of what you do but they do. Jean Valjean needs to institute a, a, a progressive HR department or something. Yes, absolutely. But they do, and then but then Jean Valjean comes in because now he's Mister Lumiere, all uh, right, and then uh, Mister uh, Lumiere. Uh, it's something like light. I remember that because I. Thought it's it was not funny. Lumiere because that's the candlestick from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he was. He comes in. He comes in. And he's like, "What's going on here?" Uh, he is. Yeah, what is it? Come on, where is his? That. Show me, show me his damn name. Show me his. Oh dang, my, his it's, it literally name. is not listed in here. Are you kidding me? They're just like, oh, he's a factory owner. It's fine. He's Jean Valjean. He has a different name. Um. Anyway, he's like <laughs> he's the same person. He's he has yeah. a top hat. He's top top hat Jack. So top hat Jack comes out and he's like, um. Monsieur Madeline is his okay. is his name in the book, I think. Okay, I think they changed it for the movie. Keep looking it up. Um, so he comes in and he's like, "What's going on here? Why are these people yelling?" And then he's like, "I'll sort this out." But then there's noise outside, right? And then he's mm-hmm. like, "Hold on, I can't deal with this situation." There's yelling outside, and then he goes outside, and then it's a man being crushed by <clears throat> uh, a cart. Yeah, it's a car. like a cross. Yeah, so he lifts it up. Jean Valjean's there, and he's like, "Oh my God, I've seen an old guy lift something heavy like that before." I no, Javert. Sorry, Javert. Javert. Sorry, Javert. Javert. <laughs> Literally, is like, I've only seen one man lift I've a heavy thing. Seen, <laughs> I've never seen anyone lift anything like that ever before. And I feel like in that imagery, they're trying to evoke like a Christ thing. Sure, he gets well, off. There's a Christ thing, but also, you know, again, like... No one's ever seen old guys lift stuff. Yeah, he's very strong for his age. Which is how old? I'm it's Unclear? Yeah. So, it's 17 years... Uh, uh, well, it's maybe not... This is like eight years later, right? Because this yeah. is 23, so It's been I think. nearly 30 years since he was arrested. Yes. Which, he was probably it- arrested... As a teenager, maybe what? like twenty. So he's probably like fifty. He's probably right? fifty. He's Hugh Jackman though, so he looks great. That's yeah, the most misleading part. He looks great until he's dead. Until, <laughs> Up yeah, until, until he dies. Yeah. yeah At which point he quickly advan- advances from looking great to looking like a corpse. Oh my god. Um. So then I don't. Okay. So then Anne Hathaway is leaves because she's fired. Yep. And then she goes to try and sell her child's hair in the shadiest part of town. I think she sells her hair. No, she sold blonde hair. It was a child's hair she had in that locket. She was trying to sell oh. her daughter's hair. And Which is weird. So her daughter like, is not even with her. Her daughter is at the uh, inn run by Sasha Baron. My Cohen favorite characters. If and I were in a fucking production of Les Mis, I would be Sasha Baron Cohen's character. I love that. That is the what only song I like in it. Shit he sucks. He sucks so bad. He's so he shows awful. up at every point in the movie just to suck, and it rocks. <laughs> it's, they're like, it's, oh, 
We're 20 minutes from the end, and they're like, oh, they got to fall down in a shit sewer, and who lives in there now? The shit golem that is <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's No, character. it's great, because cause Victor Hugo, absolutely, this, this is him being like, fuck a landlord. <laughs> like he's like here's like literally in the song it's like everyone loves a landlord uh but it's like here's a guy who's a landlord the entire time and he does nothing but be just the, the fucking worst mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's awesome it's great i i love his character i love both of that couple the the uh, the thanadu thanadu that that sounds wrong then thanadies yeah, it's something like that. Thanatiers. That's what I'm calling them. It looks not, like it rhymed with Grenadier. 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 The Grenadines. The Thanatiers. Uh, they're great. Um, <coughs> but we'll, we'll get to that. Because, um, so I can't... Fantine. Anne Hathaway's Fa- character. Fantine. Fantine. I don't think... Fanta. Anne Hathaway's character. Um, she winds Orange. up selling... Her, her her daughter's hair in a locket and then they're like no you have great hair and then she sells her hair and then a guy's like I'll give you double that for a couple teeth and then she's like okay mm-hmm. and then they rip her teeth out and then she's like they're crying and they're like well, why don't yeah you just have sex with this guy for money and she's yeah. like okay let's do it on this boat I'm like just everything's downhill. This happens in like five minutes. It comes out of nowhere. No, it 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 was a thing where like they introduce her and then also <laughs> she's gone. Like, yeah. So we, she, we, we basically skip to the, the. She has sex with a guy for money in a boat coffin, in a coffin on a boat, and <laughs> it's cool, awesome, and, awesome, big fan. And, and then we go back right, and then it goes back to uh, Jean Valjean. And um, Russell Crowe. And uh, Russell Crowe's like, forgive me, sir. I must confess. I thought you were another. Like another thing where it's not a fucking song. He's just talking dumb. And he's like, I thought you <laughs> I thought you were Jean Valjean. This guy I remember because he was strong like you, even though he's old like you. <laughs> even though you're older now. But turns out they already got that guy. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, and then Jean Valjean does his own version where he's just like, how can it be? How can I let a man go to jail instead yeah. of me? He does another not a song, just talks <laughs> in that voice. And then and he goes to Paris or whatever and is just like, I'm Jean Valjean. Bye. <laughs> and then just leaves. And the, the, the people are like, Mayor, you're, you've lost your mind. <laughs> yeah. It, but... But then, is that the point where then there's the man who, as I alluded to earlier, throws a snowball at Anne Hathaway, and then she scratches him, and then he goes to the cops, and is like, hey, That all happens. They're they're all there. They're all present. They all get, yeah. And then uh, (coughs) a song liloquy, yes. And then uh, it happens so fucking fast. And yeah, then the guy's uh, like, hey, Anne Javert, Hathaway this has... woman assaulted me. And then uh, Hugh Jackman, Jean Valjean, is like, no, I saw it. That guy was being a dick. Then he's like, and, I'll take care of her. Let and, her go or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her to the hospital. Because she, she has 
tuberculosis, I think. Uh, it's, it's unclear. Suddenly. It happens very quick. Oh, there was a song. She sang, I dreamed a dream, which is good. I like that's that a good, that's, that's one of the that's ones the that I've written song. down. Yeah. I was really impressed by Anne Hathaway's performance. That part, good. It's the first one that I wrote down of like, oh, this is a song that I think is really good here. That's when she's in the uh, sex coffin. She sings that. Mm-hmm. And talking about how life's pretty disappointing. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, running theme. It's like, it sucks to be poor. Yeah, the, basically, here. the summary of Les Mis is life sucks, then you die. It's literally the title is The Wretched Ones. <laughs> or, yeah. You know. Or The Miserables. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, so Anne Hathaway uh, dies in the hospital. And I'm like, this is really quick for them to kill off her character. Mm-hmm. And it's 45 minutes into the movie. And yeah. I was just like, how is this 45 and minutes in? And it's a three-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, she comes minutes. back as a ghost at the end, uh, yeah. just for a moment. and then That's, uh, a, that's musical stuff. That's fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's like, fine. I love that. There could have been more ghosts in this. And there then, should have been more ghosts. This should have been, like, double the ghost. <laughs> I and think then, Javert should have shown up as a ghost at the end. So this happened several times. So tell me, I'm actually, yes, I'm disappointed he didn't. But tell me how this works again. Because cause I know it ends with Javert being like, hey, Jean Valjean, I know it's you. I'm going to get you. And then Jean Valjean's like, totally, dude, totally, yes. Sorry, totally, dude, totally, yes. I just have to do one thing first. And then... <laughs> the, the, <clears throat> and then Please that, let me take this girl to the <laughs> hospital. She's yeah. very sick. I must go get her daughter from the inn. Right. So then we go to the inn, and then we see... Because I've always known lame We're not at the inn yet. Hold up, hold up. There's another thing? No, 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 no. He takes her to the hospital. He's going to go get Cosette. Mm-hmm. Javert, like, confronts him. And he's like, let me go. They have a sword fight. He jumps out of window and gets away. They don't have a sword fight. They have a sword and then just kind of like table leg fight. Sure. He picks okay. up just this. Yeah, he's very strong. He's very strong. He he has a, a bonus to unarmed improvised weapons, you know. And yes, and, and then Jean Valjean jumps out a window and in, into a river, which I feel like happens that's what happens a lot. It's <laughs> like it's like Javert like, I'm gonna get you and Jean Valjean's like, bye and that, just jumps into a body of water. That happens so many times in the movie. I assume in like the book it's more compli maybe it's not, but I assume it's more complicated than and then at this point he jumped in a pipe and then he went to another <laughs> world. He went to the next level. Yeah, he where- had the he had the Super Mario Brothers uh pipe warp. <clears throat> But then it gets to my favorite part, where then... Because I've always seen Les Mis with the sad girl on the cover. There's a little sad girl on the cover. Mm-hmm. Sweeping. And then I finally saw the little sad girl sweeping. And then I find out that's Anne Hathaway's daughter that mm-hmm. is that um, is at the inn that's run by uh, Sasha Bear Cohen and... Um, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. <clears throat> who are the worst people. Which I didn't realize Sasha Baron Cohen was... That was him. But as soon as I saw the oh yeah, I had to look it up because I don't know that guy on site. Mm-hmm. I recognized him, but I forgot his. You name. would be you, man. He could totally get you as Borat. Yeah. I know him on site. Uh, He'd never get me as Borat. He could get you. Helena Bottom. Helena, Helena Bottom Carter. Like I, as soon as she popped up on screen, I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I didn't know she was in this. I didn't know he was in it. 
it's great because they just it starts with her hating the the child uh, Cosette, Cosette, which is who they keep yeah. calling like Colette and a bunch yeah. of other things that are not Cosette. Great, great gag. Um, That's a cool gag. It really shows that they don't give a shit about this child. Exactly. And the child's sweeping and singing a song that's like, I dreamed I was on a cloud kingdom in, I don't know, some shit kids talk about, you know? And then it cuts to the song that rocks uh, where the two dirtbag landlords um, are singing their song about how they just are the worst people and love money. Yeah, it's them... Stealing things from the people who are at the end, purposely yeah. getting people at the end drunk so that they could steal from them better, uh, getting them drunk enough that they don't realize that they're being served piss in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, uh, taking there's a part where they take Santa from like where kids yeah. are sitting on Santa's lap. They take Santa and they hook him up with a prostitute. Yeah, Santa gets and it's un- it's unclear why. Uh, like I don't know a, if they get a cut or if they're just like they just get a kick out of seeing Santa fuck I think so one of the things that I thought was like <laughs> and I'm still trying to like process what this is but there's the part where um she like she's the the verse that she says is like she's referencing Sasha Baron Cohen in the distance and she's like he says he's such a lover but there's not much there and then yeah. like t- is sitting in this guy's lap and then taps that guy's crotch and then, like, Sasha Baron Cohen kind of walks up looking kind of, like, angry. And then she plucks money from the guy whose lap she's sitting on, like, pocket, and then hands it to him. So Yeah, think... she's 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 pretending to seduce him yeah. so that she can rob him. And then Sasha Baron Cohen's like, like, I don't, that's not, that, I. He's cool with it. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, a, a, it's just a scheme. It's a weird kind of kink. They, they're very freaky people. Yeah. But they love it's their a, daughter, they're, but they're they hate Cosette. Yeah, they love their daughter. Um, something that I did not realize when I was going back and like rereading about this, um, Gavroche, who they introduce later, I don't know if it's ever established in this movie that he is one of the sons of uh, the Thenadier. Okay, who's Gavroche? That's the the kid that in the second act. The kid that, like, rides on the back of the cart, and this is the one that oh, says, like, I know him. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I know him. He's he's Javert. He's the cop. Okay. That's an, okay. Let's kill him. I didn't know that. Okay, I did think that kid was cool, but we'll get to that kid. Yeah, so there's a whole thing about how shitty they are. Yeah. Um, and then Jean Valjean shows up and is just like, cool kid, how much? I'd like to buy. I'd like to buy this kid. You treat like shit, please. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that would be a fair. And they're like, you you name a number. And he's like, all right, this much. I'm like that. Fifteen hundred francs. If she wasn't sick all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, fine. Here's your money. Here's your money. I'm just. We gotta go and never ever see you again. Wink. They'll. We'll see. Him they'll again. come back. They'll, yeah. They come back. And then you get another time jump, which is then to 1832. Yes, and that's where I fell asleep. Okay, the I did. Re, I mean, I did watch it, but like, I something hit at that point. You're saying that Eddie Redmayne has like the effect of it, like a Benadryl on as you. As soon as I saw Eddie Redmayne, I just like started to not give a shit. I was like in that. I genuinely felt like, oh, I'm invested in this. This is going to be uh, Jean Valjean versus uh, Russell Crowe, Javert. And um, 
it's going to be about like these two men who are very different. One is a criminal has a criminal. Do you think past. it's going to be like a, a the fugitive or a, like a catch me if you can? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's going to be it's like the story less. of 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 two men. One uh, uh, Jean Valjean who has you know a really malleable moral code but has a good heart. Um, and in a past as a criminal, but he's always trying to help other people and serve other people and do the right thing, even though society sees him as the bad guy. And then you have Javert, who is a personification of the law, who is unbending, who uh, I think he says at one point, I am the law, but who just has such a strict moral code yeah, and then that he, puts, he doesn't uh, see he, gray area. He just sees black and white. Yeah, he puts uh, Jean Valjean in the ISO cube. The what? That's a judge. ISO cube. That's a judge dread thing. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so you skip ahead. There's kids. They want to... Th- have a revolution there's there's a bit about lamarck who was like a an actual guy who was like the only um this is actually something that i I pulled this is from wikipedia Uh, but leading up to the rebellion there were significant economic problems particularly acute in the period from 1827 to 1832 harvest failures food shortages increases in the cost of living created discontent throughout classes Spring of 1832, Paris suffered a widespread outbreak of cholera, which ended with a death toll of 18,402 in the city and 100,000 across France. Uh, the poor neighborhoods of Paris were devastated by the disease, arousing suspicion of the government poisoning wells. The epidemic soon claimed two well-known victims. Um, Prime Minister Casimir Perrier, or whatever, I can't read it, uh, fell sick and died on the th- in May. And the hero of the Napoleonic Wars and reformer Jean-Maximilien Lamarck, who's, who they reference, died on June 1st. Mm. Um, so is, I believe at the grand funeral for, uh, this first prime minister guy that like the second act picks up. Okay. Or, uh, it might not be technically the second act yet. I think, I think it, I think they do a little bit of 1832 before it's officially the second act. Um, you get the song one more day and then then that's the second act. Which song is that? One more day. It's like the big musical number in the middle. You can tell it's the it's you can tell it's the end of song of the first act because it's like a bunch of people. It's not like one or two singers. It's like an ensemble thing. It's I th- believe it's like literally right before they pick up at that few. Um, but yeah, they talk about Lamarck. Uh, Lamarck dies. Um, they have their whole barricade section. Um, I. Sorry, go so, ahead. so what I remember, this is where I fell asleep. So this is when Eddie Redmayne shows up and he's one of the kids amongst all these kids who are students. Oh, that, you know what? What Real quick, before we get here, I did forget another thing. Yeah. Uh, which is that they, they hide at a convent, right? Like they escape from the Thanadiers, whatever. Um, Javert is after them and... Uh, Jean Valjean and Cosette need a place to hide. They go to a convent where he runs into the guy that he saved from being crushed by a cart. Right. And he says, we need a place to oh, hide. Yeah. And then immediately and then says, starts loudly singing. You. I remember yes. that face and those strong, strong hands. No one yes. can forget you, Mr. Jackman. Yes, and one like I said, one of my favorite one of my favorite things is like 
Hugh Jackman being like, we need a place to hide in hushed tones and then immediately starts singing very loudly. And the guy's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's cool. We got a convent here. Yeah. That's great. So then it's nine years later? Yes, I believe so. Uh, everybody's in Paris now. Uh, the, the It picks up with the kids. That's where Gavroche is introduced. He's singing a song. He rides on the back of a carriage. And Gavroche is? The small child. The little boy. The little dirt boy yeah. who sings the, the good boy. song. The little dirt boy is... Don't get too attached to the little dirt boy. He's great. <laughs> I love the little dirt boy. He comes back at the end. There's um, a scene. There's a scene where he, when he rides in the back of the carriage, I like I took a video of it because it looks very fake. Or does mm-hmm. there's something with like I don't know if they they CGI'd his face onto that body or just how it's shot makes it look like it's CGI'd or something. I would, but I would it, I would like to see that. It looks really weird. Um, I I'll send you that. the video afterwards. I didn't yeah, it's that, but I was asleep. So Valjean, Jean Valjean is still rich. He's still Mr. Top Hat. The last nine years of have been good to him. Yeah. Um, there's all those rich students led by Eddie Redmayne. Or Who no, is passionate students, but he's his grandfather's rich. And then yeah, that's his, when, his grandfather is a royalist. Yeah. And that's when we meet the the girl that was the daughter of the shitbags. Yeah, from earlier, yeah, uh, the the Sasha Baron Cohen and um, uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. I always forget her name for some reason. Helena Bonham Carter, uh, daughter, who was the girl that was doted on um, while Cassette was treated like shit. Um, she's now part of the revolution and has a big old crush on Eddie Redmayne, who's Marius. Marius. And then the other one is like, and and Joelris, Joelris, Marion Joe, and then um, I don't know how to pronounce it in French. Just do an accent. That's how I got through French. Just do a comedically large accent. Try it. Marius. That's probably how you say it. Yeah, it's probably how you say it. I'm willing Whatever. to bet we're like ninety percent of the way to saying it. It's probably close enough. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That guy dies. Well, Eddie, well, Eddie Redmayne is then, uh, he's like, turns out he's got a little letter and Cassettes loves him. So there's a little love triangle the, there. Yeah, there's like a, well, it's, is it a triangle if you're a third person who's just like, has a crush on one person, but is there's not really, there's nothing that's reciprocal? For the purpose of, yeah, it's just kind of like an especially, um, What's the it's opposite a of acute? A meat cute? What? Acute? Oh, <laughs> obtuse. It's an obtuse triangle. Yeah. Uh, rubber goose. Um. <laughs> Giant snake birthday cake. Large fried <laughs> chocolate shake. Yeah. It's a oh fairly odd triangle. <laughs> it's a fairly it's, it's, odd triangle. <laughs> it's what I'm getting at. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then there's a big revolution. Um and they're talking about what's going on. It's not on. a big. Hold on, it's not a big revolution. It Sorry, is like it's, it's a group of like street. twenty guys in, it's in like, a barricade. It's like, it's like fifty people, yeah. one barricade on one street. It lasted like in reality, it lasted like two days. Yeah, it's 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 
30 students, one of whom is rich, a little dirt boy, and then, uh, like, one one girl? It's, there's, like, there's a couple people. There, I mean, everybody on that street was into it until everyone started getting shot. Yeah. At which point okay. they were like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, and this Just is those where windows. Javert comes back, and he looks, he's got a pen, so you know he's a good guy. And then he's like... I'm gonna, they're like, we need someone to go check on the army and see if they're gonna murder us. And then Javert's like, I got it. I I could do it. And then for a moment, you're like, did he change sides? Well, no, because, because, so this is the thing, and it's not super clear, but in the song One More Day, he does talk about spying on the students, I think. Mm hmm. Or at least in in the the original song, I don't know if they cut that down. For he the probably movie. did. I was asleep. So so he, but he does like a double. He's doing it like a, a whole Professor Snape. Yeah. So double he's a, like trip, double guys, triple agent. Thing. He's like, I'll check it out. I know them. I used to be one of them. So then he goes and he's like, comes back. And he's like, you wouldn't believe it. They got so many people out there. They got a million people with a million guns and that's when the little shit boy is like i know him he's a cop and they're yeah. like let's fucking kill him let's tie and he him knows up and, put him and in he knows shit. that that guy is a cop because hugh jackman and uh Am- amanda seyfried who is <laughs> old cassette lily um, kane who's now yet. are uh, they are robbed or there's an attempted robbery by Sasha Baron Cohen again, um, and his buddies. He's got like a gang of buddies that he recruits, mm-hmm. um, and he he goes. His they go to like, hands. yeah, he goes to rob them, um, and it fails. And Gavroche is there, and then Javert shows up and is like, "Don't worry, kind, respectable sir, we'll take care of these hooligans." And and <laughs> Jean Valjean's like, "Oh, I gotta fucking go before this guy knows who I am," mm-hmm. um, and pieces out. Uh, so that's how Gavroche knows that Javert is a cop. Right? Yes. And then um, once they they put him in the shed, they put Javert in the shed. And then, so here's where Hugh Jackman got the letter that was meant for his adopted daughter, effectively, Cassette, from Eddie Redmayne, which is like, I think you're cute, too. Check well, yes so if there's you a like whole me. Thing. Hold on. There's a whole thing. So they, they get Javert. The National Guard, like the French National Guard shows up and Eddie Redmayne's like, I'm going to grab this powder keg. I'm going to blow this wall up. And then uh, a guy goes to shoot him and Eponine stops it. Like Eponine grabs the gun and points it at her instead, sacrifices herself. There's a song about the rain um, where she dies and then she hands the letter because she had taken the letter for Marius. Right. So the and the, hidden it. The uh the love triangle is dead then because that girl, the the nice daughter that the scumbags liked, is murdered because she, in a really cool move, when Eddie Redmayne's threatened to blow up the barricade with a gunpowder keg, I assume, uh with the torches and light it and they're like, Do it, you'll die and he's like, I'm gonna do it, I don't care about dying and then he starts doing it, and they're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. But um 
someone has a gun fucking pointed right at him. Like, he doesn't even notice that there's a gun, like, touching In him. his, like, yeah, like, just in, in his, his face. fucking face. He's just like, oh, this barrel, I gotta get a torch. And there's a gun, like, this close to his fucking face. And so, um... He, maybe, he probably what, needs glasses. Yeah, Who? he probably... <laughs> yeah, Eponine. Eponine grabs the gun and then just immediately just shoves it into her heart. Like, not even a second of hesitation. They're like, she's like, she, they're going to shoot him. So she just takes the gun and then just makes it so that if they fire, it will immediately kill her. And then it doesn't immediately kill her because it's the old times and it's like throwing a milk gun at 100 miles per hour. Yeah. And then she's just sitting there like, hey, hey, guy, I got a little, I got a m- message for you. And Eddie Redman's like, what is, what did you do? And then she's like, oh, I'm bleeding out from being shot at point blank range after I moved a gun to shoot me at point blank range. Then she dies. Then Hugh Jackman gets that letter. And it's like, who the fuck is this guy that my adopted daughter kind of likes? And, yeah. And he's like, like, who, who is this man? He's like, how could I let my daughter go? It's like, he will die in the rebellion. Oh, well, shit, that seems pretty bad, too. Let me go save him. And he puts on, like, his coat and goes out to join the rebellion because he's a good what? guy. No, no. He steals, he steals the uniform from a dead French army person and then yeah. puts it on and then walks into the barricade and is like, don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm good. I'm gr- I, I'm on your guy's side. Hey, I just put this <laughs> and, on. And, and how does he convince them, Nick? How does he convince and them? It rocks. And then they're like, we don't fucking trust you. We got a guy in there. You might know him, Javert, who's a real piece of shit who lied to us. And then he's like, there's someone on the roof. Sniper on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Sniper on the roof. And then he takes a gun and then just murders that guy. And they're like, all right, you're cool. You fucking rock, dude. You can and have he, all and- our guns. Here's a knife. What do you want to do? We think you're so rad because you shot that guy. And he's like, <laughs> and he's man. Like, it, I, I think want it'd be prisoner. super. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be super dope if you just let me stab Russell Crowe to death. And they're like, "Absolutely, you're the best, dude. Take this knife, and we're just gonna let you be alone with that guy, so you can just straight up murk him." And he's like, "Yeah, hey. we'll give you, we'll give you, we'll, we'll, you know, we get it. <laughs> we get it. You'll get dude. nervous. We'll here's, give you your privacy. Shut five, the door. Here's he's tied guns. up. Don't worry about him." <laughs> Here's and then he a, immediately is just like, Here's All right. a coat that has the Punisher logo drawn on it, dude. Just go crazy. <laughs> Fucking bring it. So, yeah, and then he goes into the room with Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe's like, this is what you always wanted, didn't you? You always were waiting for this moment. And then that's You're what, tur- kind of turning him into, like, a, this is not like a Fast and the Furious movie. It would be a million times better if... <laughs> If we got any of that dialogue instead of, this is what you've always wanted, the payback, the retribution, or whatever bullshit they do. Uh, that's way, way too high for Russell Crowe. Uh, we're, we're... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's like a growl. He's always like uh, Tom Waits-esque. Uh, this is what you always <laughs> so, Anyway, the point is, is he frees Javert. He takes him out back, he takes a knife, and then he's like, I don't want to kill you. Be free. And then Russell Crowe's like, no, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I don't want to owe you anything. I don't owe anybody anything. I'm the law. And then Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman's like, I'm just letting you go. I'm just letting you go, man. I got to go take care of some stuff. (laughs) 
I don't know if you've met Jean Valjean, but he has to go take care of some stuff right now, Russell Crowe. And then he lets him go. And then mm-hmm. what happens? Uh, then literally everybody dies. <laughs> like the entire rebellion is put down. Well, first off, Gavroche, they're like running low on ammo or something. And Gavroche goes to go get some ammo from the dead guards in the previous scuffle. Uh, and he gets killed. And then they like wheel cannons in and just fucking murder everybody. Everyone. That scene where they just shot up through from the the army shot up at the uh, people from the floor above, and then like everyone. Below oh yeah, while well, they're on the second floor. That was cool. I mean, terrible, yeah. but rocked. And then anyway, Eddie Redmayne's just shot once and knocked out. And then Hugh Jackman's like, "That's the that's the boy my kind of daughter has a crush on." So what does he do? He does what Jean Valjean does. He put him in the sewer. sewer Great. And then pulls him in with him. His his first thought was like, oh man, this guy just got shot in the fucking chest. You know what's good for gunshots? Doo-doo. A lot of shit. (laughs) Let's get some doo-doo. Chunks and chunks. Just an entire sewer system. The funniest part of of that scene is, is Javert comes back while they're like storming the, the fucking rebellion or whatever. Um, and like Jean Valjean at this point is like dragging Eddie Redmayne through a small pipe and there's just grunting and, and Javert's like in the alleyway and he hears the grunting and he's like, is it coming from door number one? <laughs> and he opens that and it's like, nobody in there. Door number two? Nope. And then he comes out and he looks at the pipe and he's like, maybe in there. And then immediately like you hear... And then, <laughs> then Hugh Jackman just falls immediately into the into the turd water. In the, no, it's not even turd water, dude. It's straight chunks. It's like chili. <laughs> it looks like chili down there. It fell into the skyline chili bowl. <laughs> and then in the skyline chili and bowl, who, who's, who's in the skyline? Out, but Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> shit man himself, Cohen. lives down there. He doesn't seem to be doing anything. He's just there. <laughs> I think he's looking for what? It's a sewer. It's just gold? shit chili. As far, as far he's, as he's looking for see. like he's looking for expensive spoons that people accidentally flush down the toilet or something. He's looking I don't know. for all that stuff people stick up their asses and then it comes out later <laughs> in the toilet. There's whole scrubs. He, he gets the ring. It. He gets Marius's ring. Yeah. So he sees what he thinks are two corpses, steals a ring off one, and then Hugh Jackman's just. Like, and then he tries Whoa. to do the thing that Dio's dad does in JoJo. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's Dio's fucking dad." Yeah. Where <laughs> yeah. he's immediately he's like, just like, "Oh, I saved you." <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Take my son to. Ri- oh, my son's dead. Ugh. Uh, um, and, and then so Hugh Jackman just punches him and then throws Eddie Redmayne over his shoulder again. But not before Sasha Baron Cohen gets his ring. Gets Eddie Redmayne's ring. And yeah, then they and run then off covered in there's, shit. Th- there's a, a long sequence of Hugh Jackman like going through like water that uh, you would think is like six feet tall, but based on the height of Hugh Jackman, it's probably closer to five feet tall, where he's just like doing this to get by it um all covered in doo-doo he gets to the exit he comes out the exit of the sewer and who is there fucking there 
It's Javert. It's Javert. And Javert, again, is like, you're under arrest, man. And then He's Jean like, Valjean's I will like, shoot you. I'll fucking and no, and no. <laughs> and then and Jean, Jean Valjean's like, like, guy, I need one more hour. I just need an hour to go do a thing. I need to look. You see this? I, I got, got this it. body. I, I gotta go put it at the hospital. Go to the hospital. And then and <laughs> then Javert's like, if you take one more step. I'll fucking murk you right here, dude. You're dead. You take one step. And so Hugh Jackman... Actually, it's more like, if you take one step, (laughs) I'll shoot you where you stand. Yeah, that's actually exactly it. Because there's no dialogue in this movie. It's all just (laughs) sing-song talking. And and, and so Jean Valjean's like, all right, fucking do it. And he takes a step. He's just like, he takes a step, and then he just looks, and he's like... He just looks. You know, he just makes eye contact, and he's like, what are you going to do about it, Javert? And then just keeps walking. Yeah, and then Javert goes onto a bridge, stands on the railing, sings the song about how hard it is to be a cop, and then throws himself off the bridge in a scene that A, fucking rules, and B, when he hits the Seine River. It's a crack. (laughs) That sound is awful. It's suddenly, like, we've seen, like, 50 people die at this point, but they they just were shot. This is, like, a whole body just breaking against a piece of rock. Whoever did the Foley work for that should have gotten an Academy Award because it was gross. That was insane. I mean, I think Les Mis is just good because he's like, man, <laughs> I'm a cop. I'm, but I let that guy go. I have no point in living. I have to die now. It's great that the cop killed himself. Uh, we should get that in all movies. Um, and then Hugh Jackman p- t- takes him to the hospital. And then is there another time jump? What happened? It's a it's not a huge time jump because because it just jumps to when Eddie Redmayne is like his oh, arms right. in a sling. That's right. That's when he has the scene where his arms in a sling. That's when he. Has and the then after that point, like, it's like whatever. He's just like, i hey, I'm a criminal. I did some crimes. He, you can like, marry my daughter. That would be well, fine. Because no, Eddie Redmayne has a scene where he just goes to where like bullet holes and blood is everywhere. Oh yeah, he goes to and check. And the on ladies the... in the street that are scrubbing are like, "Did you see them in a line, or whatever?" And then he just walks around and he's like, "All my friends are dead." That's when you get the close up on him singing, and you realize That's like terrible. you shouldn't like it works on stage, mm-hmm. but when you get when you have a close up on a person singing's ugly. It doesn't look good. You see the mouth moving in ways that you're like, mm, that's not real. Um, and the throat does things where it's like, it looks like a cartoon. Like in the cartoon when like somebody does some opera singing and their Adam's apple is doing the like, oh yeah. Boing, boing red thing. has got a hell of an Adam's apple. So. It's disgusting. That's probably how people feel about us doing this this podcast live now that you can see our faces. That's why I, I put this as close in front in front of my face as possible. I'm gonna start People don't have to here. look at it. Um, yeah, and then Jean Valjean does this whole thing where he's like, I'm a criminal. He sings that Fiona Apple song. <laughs> uh, Eddie Redmayne's is like, cool. All right, well, can I still marry your daughter? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to leave. Well, that's not entirely... Okay, so... Hugh Jackman has a thing where he's like, he's he sings a song where he's like, he's young, she's young. I couldn't hold on to her forever. 
And you're like, oh, sad dad. Mm-hmm. Jean Valjean. Yeah, he sings Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. <laughs> and then um, and then they go to Eddie Redmayne's rich parents' house. R- rich grandparents' wa- house. Uh-huh. And he, he's like, he's like, I think um, you're great. And um, there's some stuff that uh, Cassette needs to never know. And um, let me tell you a little story about a man named Jean Valjean. And then Eddie Redmayne's like, you know Jean Valjean? And then... Uh, there's, a, there's a great moment during that whole sing-songy bit where um, Hugh Jackman is just... Because this is when he starts to look bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is when he like goes from like, oh, he's fine. I think it's the doo-doo. Because um, he just immediately goes from being like, oh, he's fine. He's like a little old to being like, oh, he's he's like a corpse. They made his um, teeth look terrible. They made his teeth look like dead teeth. The way that's shot, though, is good because uh, they show Eddie Redmayne, who's in like a blue coat with like a red ascot and his hair is like very colorful and he's got a lot of color like in his skin. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to and like the sun is behind him and then they do the reverse shot of Jean Valjean who like is basically uh, white in black and white clothes and the, the background is gray and it looks like it's been desaturated almost. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, he tells them a whole story about Jean Valjean and Eddie Redmond spends the whole time going like, cool. Why are you telling me that? Like, he's, he's just like, like very I, confused. He's like, I gotta go. Never tell her, never tell her. And then, so then we get that scene, the song where Jean Valjean looks like a corpse and um, then it cuts to the wedding of Eddie Redmayne and Amanda Seyfried. And um, they're happy. They're getting married. Everyone's talking. It's a big party. And then who do we see? Well, real quick, before we get there. So, Jean Valjean doesn't tell Eddie Redmayne why he's a criminal. Or he just says, like, I'm a criminal. Yeah. And so Eddie Redmayne assumes that, like, Jean Valjean is, like, in, at least in the book, he's like, oh, this guy sucks. He's probably a murderer. Okay, yeah, get the hell out of here. That's in the book, though. The text of the movie, the movie, at least the movie version of the musical, that's not there. He's just like, I'm a criminal, and Eddie Redmayne's like, I get it, dude. You gotta leave. Yeah, well, there's, there's not, like, a hatred there. But but you do just get the payoff of when Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter show thing. up yeah. okay, to this so wedding. Yeah, when we're at, when, then we're at the wedding, everyone's talking, and then our favorite shit couple is back. The landlords, the absolute pieces of turd. The, the uh, cucks and the cuckers themselves, the pickpockets. Just the absolute <coughs> worst. They show up and they their makeup is caked on and they're looking Oh His fake mustache there oh is so good. God. Just like they're looking like they're looking like a a, <coughs> a, a state he looks like a stage production version of Captain Hook that is built on a budget of five dollars. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, he comes immediately started just stealing stuff. <coughs> Stealing stuff and then walk up to Eddie Redmayne and they're like, "Hey, Jean Valjean, I saw him with uh, corpses in the shit in the sh- in the shit bowl where I was hanging out. Look, I got I even got a ring from one of the corpses." Then Eddie Redmayne's like, "I know that ring. I've seen that before. Oh my God, it must mean or whatever." And yeah, then he, and, he, and he's like, "Jean Valjean saved my life or whatever." 
It's like Jean Valjean's the dude that saved me. And oh they just God. leave. He like they just like peace out of their wedding. He's and, like yeah, he goes and grabs Cosette and, and he's like, we gotta go find you. He's like, we gotta go find your dad. Mm-hmm. And then this is the worst we've ever seen our hero, Jean Valjean, Hugh Jackman look. Teeth are so bad, so white and um and then basically his daughter's just like where Cosette's just like, w- w- where did you go? Why did you go? And Eddie Redmayne's like, dude, respect. I get it now. I got my ring back. And then he just dies. Yeah, well, Anne Hathaway shows up. And then he dies. As a yeah. ghost. Sorry, as a ghost. Yeah, and so she's l- just like, heaven is a beautiful thing. Come join me up here. Listen to me sing. And then, and then yeah, he dies. And then it's she- like, What? It's like have you you've seen Monster Squad, right? Yeah. Or Monster Yeah, Monster Squad. At the end where Van Helsing shows up and he's like That's basically when Anne Hathaway does, but in song form. She just gives a thumbs up in the song. Yeah. Where she's just like, you know what, thanks for taking care of my daughter. I think you're a pretty good guy. Uh heaven's great. You know, all the people we've seen in the movie so far that are dead, they're here. Except Javert. He's not here. He's in hell. Because all cops go to hell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and yeah, then they do the final song where they do. It's a bigger barricade. It's a mm-hmm. huge fucking barricade, uh, and then they sing uh, like a an, another version of "Can You Hear the People Sing," um, which is good. I think it's great. It's good. So the the stuff that's stu- so real quick song highlights for me mm-hmm. are definitely "I Dream to Dream." Uh, that's a good song. Russell Cr- Russell Crowe does the song "Stars." Mm-hmm. Which I liked. Uh, one more day, which is the end of the act one, and then bring him home, which is the the song that um, Jean Valjean sings about uh, Marius, mm-hmm. where he's that's the one where he's just like, "I am old and he is young. Love is yeah, a beautiful I thing." I did not like that. You like that? Oh, I thought it was fine. Hated it. The only song I liked was Master of the House. It's fine. Sorry, I dreamed dream and Master of the House. Um, Castle on the Cloud was alright. But Master in the House rocked. Uh, and if I could sing any song from this, I would sing that. Um, I guess the Waltz of Treacher- Treachery was pretty good. I don't know. Which, which one is that? That's just another, um... Benethinadir? Yeah. I just like okay. that whole that whole medley part. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Um, oh, it's <clears> fine. Sorry, sorry, it's not. What did? Which one did you like that was just talking? He's so I, young. I'm so no, old. I just, can't love her forever. It was kind of creepy, it, Hugh Jackman. Well, this it's the whole thing. This is something Sarah and I talked about, which in, and this isn't all musicals. Where just like if you are a dad or a father figure and mm-hmm. you your daughter leaves, they're dead. They <laughs> they just die apparently. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll have to watch more musicals. <clears throat> yeah, Lord of the Rings character. Yeah, I, uh, I blame this is fine. I think I'd like to see a stage version. I don't think I'm ever going to have the time to read that book. So this may be the only exposure unless we wind up doing fucking musicals 301. And then we actually do the deepest dive into Les Mis. I, I feel like we can't do that. Um, we could do a six hour Dan Carlin-esque Les Mis 
where we talk about everything. Everything lameness related. So the the other thing that I wanted to say real quick was uh the the um Eponine's character. Mm-hmm. The character of Eponine, the actress that plays Eponine, Samantha Barks, was like easily the best singer in oh, this yeah. production. And it's definitely because she was the one who like played that character in London. <laughs> like Oh, was she? That yeah, she sense. like has played she played that character a couple times already. Um, I here's a little fun fact that I read is that Tom Hop, Hopper Hooper, the director, Tom Hooper, yeah, <laughs> Tom Hooper, wouldn't let them drink during the entirety of filming. That makes which, sense. Which was apparently um very difficult for and a point of bonding for Russell Crowe and Amanda Seyfried. I love yeah. that. Okay, Russell Crowe, sure. Amanda Seyfried is is definitely the funniest one of that. Be like, uh, apparently he bought her a bottle of whiskey when it ended in celebration. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jack. What I was reading, so Hugh Jackman had to work with a vocal coach to extend his range to to hit those like tenor notes. Um, and the funniest thing I read about that is like he like it's like oh he drank so much water a day. Um, you know he. Eat. He didn't drink. He didn't do all this other stuff. When he flew on planes, he would put a hot towel over his face. Does that help? It just looks like he would put a hot towel on his face while flying. And I'm like, what? What? What, what does that do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe to like. I've no, I don't know the mechanism by which that works. Me either. But still kind of pitchy, kind of pitchy, dog. That's my note. It's fine. He was. He makes up for it in enthusiasm. Have you seen yeah. the clip of him in Pan as Blackbeard? Yeah, I've seen the clip of him in Pan. It's good. Yeah this this musical could have used more um, random Nirvana. That's what I'll say about Les Mis. Yeah, famous famous French folk song in bloom. Uh, uh, hey, did he? I, I I think that's it. I don't got. Les Mis, um, I have heard that other versions of Les Mis, especially the original versions, use um, like synth orchestration instead of actual orchestration, and that is better. Interesting. Okay. Or like at least it contributes to an aesthetic that has kind of made Les Mis uh, the Les Mis that it is. Um, um, I really wanted to, when I was trying to find a version to watch, I wanted to find like 1934 French mm-hmm. But that's not a musical. Version? Uh, it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. This is before we were going to do... Uh, I think we had just talked about it before. We were like, oh, let's do the musical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you want to watch the 1934 uh, award-nominated version of Les Mis, the non-musical? I would like to. It's I want to know how, how what, what it sounds like when Javert cracks his back in the 1934 version. I... I can't imagine they have the the Foley work was that great back then. So I think it might. I think they. Oh, based think on they the nineteen 1930s in film, yeah, someone might have actually died filming that. <laughs> they used to kill people just every scene. It was nuts. When did they stop killing people? Was it been they hard? haven't, dude. They haven't. They just don't. <laughs> it's not while they're filming now. Uh, okay. <laughs> for every um in in Hollywood, this way people like Hollywood. For every um movie that is made you get a permit to kill a certain number of people so they it's kind of regulated now but is it is it 
people or do you think that like i feel like what i would do if i were hollywood if you no call animal me mr has hollywood. A, every animal you've ever seen in a movie died when that movie wrapped like that sure that, they gotta that, kill them yeah that, they, that yeah, no no animals have been harmed in the production of this film that's a joke to reference how how uh, how many animals they kill um there you go uh sorry i had to open a jar real quick um the i see if i were doing the if i were mr hollywood and i was coming up with a contract that's like okay you can kill x number of people i would set it to money monetary value yeah no if it's a so like you film, can you, they get to you, kill more people Oh no, I don't I'm not talking about the budget of the film. I'm talking about just like you can kill like 1.5 million dollars worth of crew members. So you can either take out like a Tony Stark, right? Like you you want to kill an RDJ, you can do that, or you can take like 30 um like gaffers down, you know? Yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. Um so it's like it's 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 the it's a it's a budget. I think you're underestimating how much Robert Downey Jr. is worth and also how much the average gaffer is worth. I think you could take out maybe at tops 12 gaffers. Okay, sure. And like I know uni- the Robert... Union gaffers? Oh, yeah. Come on. RDJ? He's never. Non-union productions, yeah. You can take out the lead and fucking all of all the... Crap. They actually pay you. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, you, the, the first 10 are free. <clears throat> That's why the Spider-Man turn off the dark. Which we will get to. Um, any closing thoughts on Lay Miz? Any um, last Miz? My, no, it's it's good. I liked it. If I had to give it a, a rating out of 10, I would give it like a, probably like an 8. An 8. Okay. Um, but again, really? I'm, I'm more of a 10? fan. Yeah, I mean, it's... I. I don't look. I don't have anything to compare it to because the only other version okay. of Les Mis that I've seen was the 1998 one with Jeffrey Rush, um, which yeah, I don't remember. Mis other Mis than that's nice. Uh, the only thing that I kind of remember is that a cart explodes or something, or maybe that was a different movie. But I'm pretty sure we watched Les Mis in high school. Okay, uh, I'd give it like a uh, this movie version probably a six. Okay. Uh, the I'm sure that the musical itself, if I saw a good performance of it, I'd give it a seven, maybe even an eight. Um, but this movie didn't really do it for me. I thought um, it was fine. The, okay. Pr- the the casting was fine. I don't know. Russell Crowe did fine. Hugh Jackman did fine. Um, it and, the and casting Hathaway, su- my favorite role I've ever seen her in. She did great. Um, I so the thing that surprised me the most about it is definitely like. Pretty much all the big roles were, I mean, Eddie Redmayne was basically an unknown. He had done like one movie that he was kind of a semi. And it should have stayed know. that way. Sure, fine, I get it. You don't like him. He's fine in Jupiter Ascending. I think. He, no, he uh, wasn't. The whole thing was he was t- he was weird in that. <laughs> yeah, that he was supposed to be. That's okay. Part of the, all right. Yeah. This is. Do you your, not understand Sapphire? Whatever, um, the thing the thing that I'll say is that it's a thing you like because it's for, bad, and you like it because it's bad. But you Jupiter sending we're that. we're not here to talk about my opinions on Jupiter sending or any of the other Wachowski uh, sisters films. Um, 
which are all good, by the way. And I'm not saying that movie's bad. I'm just saying his performance from everything I've heard and the clips I've seen have you, is... You haven't seen it. I haven't seen the entire movie, but what you I've heard is that, you it's, should watch it's the that he's in a different movie. Okay, I will watch that, and we can discuss. We could do a fucking Jupiter Rising uh, Patreon episode. Sure. The point is, is that this movie had a bunch of star power in it, and it it surprises me how well it was. And not that it was done extraordinarily well, but it was done well to the point that I was like, not what I expected when they're like, oh yeah, the main characters will be played by Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway, which um, to me, I'm like, okay, cool. You're just putting big name actors on it. And like, yeah, I'm sure if you watch it with Broadway people, the singing way better. Um, but they did, a, you know, I think they did an acceptable job. I will say this why is why I gave a, it a B. This is a very functional film. You know, they, they made a very pretty, shiny product. Of it made me wh- cry. Of <laughs> Really? Yeah, I cried. I teared up at the end. At the end when he died? Yeah. No, the end when they're all singing on the barricade. Uh, okay. Yeah. It didn't get me. Um, I wish. But, hey, Les Mis, it's, uh, I give it Lay. all right. Lay, lay uh, fine. Lay thin. Am I right? Lay thin. That's, and the, that's end the end of Yeah. <clears throat> what are we doing next week? Um, well, you know, I just want to take a, a quick thing. Oh, uh, Oh, you want to take a quick thing? Well, so I, halfway through this movie, I fell asleep, right? For like 20 yeah. minutes, woke up, realized I can't finish this right now. I'll watch part two, or act two tomorrow, which is today, uh, immediately before we started recording this. Um, and when you I went, hear it, it'll have been yesterday, or possibly days ago. Yeah, unless you're watching it live. Um, I finished season two of Doom Patrol, and that's a really great show. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, turns out I thought that there was going to be more, but this season uh, they had to end early because they were filming when, um, you know, they were filming early COVID. this year. Yeah, and then COVID and quarantine. And so they didn't actually get to finish the second season finale. Uh, so it just kind of ends, which was a bummer. So uh, I guess what I'm saying, go watch Doom Patrol. Paul, I know I you got to. it downloaded. It's it's very good. It, it's also it, on HBO. I when yeah, it's I watched it on HBO Max. But um, when I heard, oh, Mister, uh, or sorry, Brendan Fraser plays a robot that wears leather jackets and has like dead Kennedy shirts on, I thought, okay, this will be like a dumb, goofy show. But I've yeah, I've teared up during that fucking show. That show the, has gotten the, me. The thing that I saw that I was like, this is both stupid and also very funny and I want to know why what's happening is happening is the scene in season one later in season one so I haven't actually seen it in the show because I've only watched like the first episode or two but I saw the clip um, where uh, the guy who flexes his muscles to change yeah. reality flexes the wrong muscle and makes the entire street orgasm Oh my and God. Everybody, everybody is coming including the street which is sentient I guess um, yeah, and it's the best a, it's part a of that gender fluid street named Danny. Yes. And the best part of that is definitely Brendan Fraser as a robot, which is yeah. incapable of achieving orgasm, looking around and then just faking like faking an orgasm because he feels left out. <laughs> um, so 
that happens again um where the um muscle flex that uh, gives people an orgasm is more localized and the pleasure that it creates is so intense intense that it attracts the attention of um a sex demon and then um basically a a version of the ghostbusters i think called the sex patrol that um show up okay. to, yeah that show up to bust horny ghost um show up and it's great also on danny the street there's a character who um <clears throat> i think at first they they show as a drag queen and then establish is a trans woman later um but still goes by the drag name morally corrupt um, plays a pretty central role and is a great character and is also played by the actor who played Donkey in Shrek the Musical. Oh, the fact that I can picture that in my head is mm-hmm. really messed up from that one time that you got yes. and also, <laughs> very drunk and watched Shrek the Musical. Also in that episode, Which Matthew we will Bowman's not be talking about no. <laughs> during this. Well, this we might. Art- um, we <laughs> might. Um, Maybe that's yeah. extra credit. <laughs> May, yeah, that's. I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's on the syllabus. I don't know. That's that's that might be something if we take one oh two, but yeah, Doom Patrol is really great. Um, I I'm have been surprised by how much I have have been emotionally moved by it and how much I've enjoyed it. So shout out to that. Um, have you been keeping up with Lovecraft Country? I haven't watched the most recent episode. No, I watched the newest episode, and I I couldn't really pay attention. Come Fle- oh, Flex Mentello is uh, great. He's so Flex Mentello is the guy you've seen. He's a parody of um, those bodybuilder the, ads. Yeah, the bodybuilder ads. The like the insult that made uh, Jim a man or whatever they're called. But uh, yeah, what's also what's really cool about Dude Patrol that they explore in the show and the original comic book was that it was a property that uh, was um, I think released by DC before X Men, and it's about like an old man scientist in a wheelchair that um, owns a mansion that he helps misfits a- with powers, and so then people said Stanley ripped it off for X-Men and then X-Men was successful and the original run ends with um, everyone dying because they just didn't want to do it anymore and then it was revived in the early 80s and the show is based off the version of it in the early 80s and uh, <clears throat> check it out it's it's good I'd love to talk more about uh, Doom Patrol uh, I also right. um yeah, that's that's just something that made me cry. Oh, Sarah and I've been watching the X Files. We just hit season five. Nice. You still got so, a few more good seasons. Here you go. Watch the second episode of right after that. Um, speaking of second episodes, uh, next we'll be doing. We'll be taking the first in our children's lit courses, and we will be talking about Captain Underpants. Dav Pilkies or Dav Pikey? I don't know, but what what I will say is that lit is a strong word to describing Captain Underpants. Is it? Yes. It's lit as hell, dude. <laughs> In both both senses of the term, lit. Wow. So but I'm excited. There are twelve We're, novels. 
of the Captain Underpants? Yeah. So I we don't can't know. read well. It's it's only one oh one, man. We're not taking an entire Captain Underpants. Well, I, I I think what we do is we do like two or three because mm-hmm. they they're not that long, right? Um, and then we reference it with the the movie. So we have um we do first, like cross first book the adventures of we're Captain in Underpants. Yeah. Captain Underpants 2 is uh, The Attack of the Talking Toilets. 3 is The Invasion that. of the Incredibly Naughty Cafeteria Ladies from Outer Space and the Subsequent Assault of the Equally Evil Lunchroom Zombie Nerds. Uh, number 4 is The Perilous Plot of Professor Poopy Pants, which is where I believe I stopped reading them. Um, 5 is The Wrath of the Wicked Wedgie Woman. Uh, 6 is The Big Bad Battle of the Bionic Booger Boy Part 1, The Night of the Nasty Nostril Nuggets. Uh, seven is the big bad battle of the bionic booger boy part two the revenge of the ridiculous robo boogers number eight is the preposterous plight of the purple potty people number nine is the terrifying return of the tippy tinkle trousers number 10 is the revolting revenge of the radioactive robo boxers number 11 is the tyrannical retaliation of the turbo toilet 2000 and number 12 is the sensational saga of sir stinks a lot so I feel like we should read the first, the last, and then one in between. Uh, what's the movie? Like, because if, if the movie is about... I believe the movie is just the first book. Okay. Um, where they cover, well, the whole plot of it. I actually somehow remember a pretty good amount of what happened. It's uh, two boys Captain that have Pants. a comic about how... One is named Harold. And, and the other is the other George. One. George. And they live in Pequa, Ohio. I live in Ohio. I didn't know that. And they let's well, not do let's no we, we'll save this for next week. Okay. We're, we okay. can't get we cannot get too too deep in. Just a little I gotta tease. go watch the X Files. You gotta watch the X Files, of course. Um I gotta go open up another jar of preserves. So tune in next week for the exciting adventures of Captain Underpants Plus. And um do you have anything you'd like to plug this week, Paul? Uh this week uh, mm. I don't think so. I think this week is pretty, pretty. We're gonna, we're keeping a low, low profile. Um, October is when I will probably have more things to plug. Right around we hit the middle of the semester. So, um, that's a little nice. hint. That's a little hint for people. Low wink, wink. Um, I'd like to plug our new um theme c- cover. Drawn by uh, my great friend, Morgan McKnight. Thanks, Morgan, uh, for really capturing the essence of this semester. Uh, You'll be seeing that uh, as the cover for this image when it's released and on uh, everywhere our podcast is is available. Um, Paul, you're rubbing my face with the little hand uh, yeah I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to give you a little kissy kiss okay is that nice. wrong is it wrong that's to give fine. my friend no it's great is to it kiss wrong your, to give my friend it's great to kiss your co-host that's what I always say um hey it's cool uh, also, people should do it more it's uh, great uh, go to patreon.com slash think to see uh, us kiss and until next time don't think too hard without us bye bye bye